and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Welcome to our first live episode of the podcast. We're so excited. Don't know if you've missed it, but I've already looked at the wrong camera. It's going to be exciting. We are glad you are joining us. I am also joined today by Diana Mormon. Diana is the Director of Elections and General Registrar for James City County and a frequent guest on the podcast. Welcome, Diana. I am. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you here. We are streaming this live on Facebook, on YouTube, and we are also on the county's cable channel. So there are lots of places to find us. While we're going through this, we've got a set of questions that we have already received or we have researched. And then we're going to ask our listeners or viewers to continue to send us their questions via Facebook, here on the app, or by email at community.meetings at jamescitycountyva.gov, and we will do our best to get the questions answered in the amount of time that we have. Sounds great. All right, well, let's get started. First things first, registration, because if you're not registered to vote, nothing else really matters a whole lot with this. So let's start with registration. First question that we received from Facebook is if someone still needs to register to vote, is it too late? No, you've got until October 13th. The address, I'm sorry, the application must be postmarked on or before the 13th. And uh, anything that we get by that time, you will make the deadline and we'll make sure that you're entered into the system and ready to vote. Okay, and that's October 13th, correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay, very good. 12 days. 12 days. Oh, it's coming up quickly. <laughs> so how does someone go about registering to vote? There are two ways to do it. Uh, you can go online if you have a valid Virginia driver's license you, or a valid Virginia ID. You can go online through the citizen portal at elections.virginia.gov is the website. And the citizen portal there will take you to the steps. Uh, a lot of voters are calling in saying, hey, I'm concerned. You're asking for my social security number. This doesn't seem right. And the thing that people need to remember is that it is a unique identifier to one person. And that is only the only way that we can securely capture who you are. Uh, so that is, it leads to the DMV website. So it captures your signature and it captures everything else that goes along with it. Uh, so it, changed, it corrects the record that is correct instead of just finding another John Smith, if you will. And uh, it goes and does it that way. People say, no, 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 I need my, just my last four. And people don't realize it, but the last four is not unique to just you. Sure, sure. So I'll go through, and just the other day I went and entered my last four, and there were over 100 people in Virginia that have the same last four as me. Really? I didn't feel so special. No, but you are special. You are special. <laughs> but uh, the other thing that people can do is they can go to the county's website, and that is... Uh, jamescitycountyva.gov slash vote. And there is the absent, I'm sorry, there's the voter registration application there uh, if they don't have access to the citizen portal. We have a lot of people that have moved here from out of state and don't have appointments with DMV until December. So you can certainly go online and fill out the application and just uh, print it out and bring it into the office. You can mail it or drop it by the vote center. Any of those ways are perfectly acceptable. Now, I know that we normally recommend that people go before the deadline, again, October 13th, and check to see if they have any changes or just to make sure that they're registered. How do people go about doing that? Can you just go to that same website? Sure. You can go online, again, through the Citizen Portal, and you can check your information. You can get your polling place. You can get a lot of information. Uh, it's a pretty cool site. 
Uh, there's the one caveat, if you're law enforcement, if you are a judge, if you are a foster parent and you have your, um, your information hidden as a protected voter, uh, you will not be able to access the website. So you can just call our office, 757-259-4949, and we'll be glad to help you. Okay. Now, what if I moved sometime since the last election? Does that matter? I mean, does the, I still stayed in James City County. Does it matter? It does matter just for the sake of having everything up to date and accurate. Uh, there is a grace period, if you will, that we still will go back and look at where you voted. I'm, I'm sorry, where you lived to where you moved to. Okay. And we will check that and see if it is within the grace period. And it's, uh, we have some voters that say, hey, you know, um, no, I voted last year. And the last year to them was 2012. So it's, it goes out of the grace period at that point. So it's best to just update your information, make sure that you are set and ready to go uh, for this election. And then that way you don't have any worries about going to the polls, uh, either early voting or um, on election day. Okay. What if someone is 17, but they're going to be 18 before election day? Can they vote? Absolutely. Please make sure that you register now, again, before October 13th. Uh, even if you turn 18 on November 2nd, please register now. That's okay if we register you when you're 17, just as long as you turn 18 on or before November 3rd of 2020. We would love to have you. And uh, yeah, it's great. Very good. Um, can a regular person host a voter registration drive? Uh, they can. They can go online. And there is, uh, through the Department of Elections website, there's a third-party drive. And you can go on and enter the information, do the step-by-step -step tutorial training, and go about doing it that way. Uh, if you do a third-party drive, uh, by law, we are allowed to give you 25 free applications, and then after that, we charge you. Uh, or you can request some from the Department of Elections. Uh, the other thing is that you can do is just encourage everyone to go onto their smartphones instead of you doing the voter drive, because they would be held responsible for getting those applications back to us. Sure. So encourage them to just go securely through the online portal, through digital device, and uh, enter the information that way. Okay, very good. Two birds with one stone. Good. Now, I understand that in other states, you may have to declare one party or the other while you are registering to vote. Is Virginia like that? No. Okay. Not. Uh, I have been with in the elections world for 16 years now, and it has not been that case. Uh, anybody can vote in any of the elections. Uh, people say, no, 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 I remember you asked me in June to declare a party. We didn't ask you to declare a party. We just asked you for which primary you would like to vote because uh, we have to know which ballot to physically hand a voter. But in November, all of the parties are on the same ballot. So, no, there's no registration by party. All right, very good. So, again, to our viewers, if you need to send us any questions, we would love to hear from you. Go to our Facebook page where we are or you can send us an email at community.meetings at jamescitycountyva.gov, and we'll do our best to get your answers out. All right, well, now we're going to talk about something that's a little new this year called early voting and in-person absentee voting. So I'm going to begin by telling you that we have received a lot of positive feedback from the community about the vote center. So I have a few examples that I'm, I'm excited. Read. All right, someone said, very impressed with the safety and sanitation procedures. Felt safer than going to the grocery store. Someone else said it was easy and the sanitation procedures made me feel very safe. 
Well done, JCC. And another one said, my husband and I voted yesterday and were very impressed with how well organized and safely set up the voting location was. And all the volunteers were very friendly. And then the last one is, we voted Monday, no lines and free pins. Okay, I have to say, <laughs> I too appreciate a free pin. So why are we doing free pins again? Tell us that. Uh, the free pins are just to help uh, remove another touch point uh, from you guys, the voters, to us, the election officials. And we want to make sure that everybody is safe as uh, and secure and uh, comfortable as possible with the voting process. So instead of going and picking up the pin that stays there for each person to touch, uh, that's our souvenir. Uh, it was provided from the state, and uh, the county did purchase some as well. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, that's a lot of money. And we calculated it out, and each pin is about a penny apiece. So it's not something that's just going to be insane amount of money, but it also has a big um, comfort factor to it, and uh, it just helps remove that touch point. Absolutely, and people have been appreciating that. And again, those are just four examples of messages. We've been getting a lot of positive feedback, so great job to you and to all your staff and volunteers because it is not just a one-person operation. No, it is not. I... I keep saying that every time someone comes in and says, hey, you did a great job with this, and it wasn't me that did a great job, it was all of us. It takes really a team. Even the support of uh, the permanent staff back in the office and the ones that are there at the polling place, it just is an ongoing experience uh, to get in early, to get everything set up and refreshed for the next day, and then uh, taken down and uh, compartmentalized at the end of the evening. So it is all hands on deck. And it took a lot of organization and a lot of preparation for this to happen. So I am pleased that this happened so well. And I couldn't be more thankful to the county for letting us have the facility. <laughs> well, I'm going to, because you brought up teams, I'm going to just mention very briefly this podcast today, whereas typically it's just two of us doing this. We actually have a team. I've got Latara Rouse, who is monitoring our social media and going to send questions as they come in. And we have Mitchell Anderson and Chris Williams, our two video gurus, who are back making all of this magic happen. So I am thankful for them. Me too. Special team. All right. So back to the topic at hand. In-person absentee and early voting absent or early voting. I get confused. What are the differences? Everybody gets confused and there is no difference. Okay. We, so code says that everything is referred to as absentee voting. So you have the in-person voting, and then you have the by-mail absentee voting. So that's the difference. Absentee and early voting is the same thing. Vote at home and, vote, and absentee by mail is the same thing. So it's the same term. It's different terminology, but it means the exact same thing. Uh, we've tried to get numerous times for clarification from the Department of Elections, and we're still waiting on that. So we have kind of banded together for... Um, the region of Hampton Roads on the peninsula to use the same terminology. And uh, I think that has helped us a lot that we are working together with our neighbors. Okay. Very good. So we do have some questions from okay. Facebook about this. Someone asked, is this for all JCC voters regardless of what location they're in? Great question. It is valid for all registered James City County voters. Keyword. Uh, yeah, you've got to be registered. Uh, but every it is a vote center, so everybody can go to the vote center, and it's kind of cool to run into your neighbors that live in the south end of the county or the 
you know, various points. Right. And, uh, but it is open to all registered voters. Just come in. And uh, the, we've been trend or tracking the highest turnout time and turnout starts to pick up um, much higher around 1130 on to the rest of the afternoon. So. Okay. Okay. Now we're talking about the vote center. We have not mentioned where it is. Where's the vote center? It is at the James City County Recreation Center at 5301 Long Hill Road, and it's right off of 199, and it's so accessible. So it's it's been a great place. Very good. Now, somebody asked, because not everyone normally goes through that door at the Recreation Center, is it going to be, is it clearly marked on where people should go, whether they're going to go work out or whether they're going to go vote? Absolutely. The workout side is on the right-hand side. They do take your temperature. Masks are required. Uh, there are different access requirements than what we have on the left-hand side, uh, just by gu the guidance that the Department of Elections has given us. So it is very well signed. There are tents set up. There are signs everywhere. Uh, it is a true polling place. And it's just like you do on Election Day. You walk in and you show your ID and you get your ballot. Okay, very good. Now, we have a question from a viewer right now, which is exciting. Julie on Facebook has asked, I voted. Can you judge how well the turnout is so far? Do you have those numbers? We are, we've got to scan all of the, uh, I'm sorry, all of the ballots that have come in and we have to upload all the rest of the votes from today. Uh, but we, with the in-person as well as the mail absentee voting, uh, we are well over, we're hovering about 15% turnout for the uh, entire county right now as it is. Wow, that's right. very good. It is. So our first mailing was over 11,000 in, in person. Uh, we're almost up to the 10,000 person mark. So it's, it's getting there. Very good. Well, and again, thank you, Julie, for your question. For our viewers, we would love to hear from you. You can send your questions in via Facebook or you can send an email to community.meetings at jamescitycountyva.gov. All right, so if you requested a mail-in ballot, you talked about the mail that went out. If you requested a mail-in ballot to vote, can you just go to the vote center and vote instead? You can. We don't encourage it. If you requested your mail ballot, those mail ballots take a lot of effort, and those are $5 a piece for us wow. to mail. Uh, people don't realize the amount of... Uh, money that goes into the envelopes, the postage. We even pay your postage on the return uh, to make sure that it gets back to us. If you have it and you don't feel comfortable with the mail, then that's great. That's perfectly fine. I understand. Uh, a lot of people are that way. We ask you that, that you vote that mailed ballot and then just simply return it to the ballot drop station. Uh, we've got one there at the uh, law enforcement. I'm law enforcement. So, <laughs> oh my gosh! I already have my head into training for next week. Right. Um, at the recreation center at Long Hill Road, uh, at our office, which is 5300 Palmer Lane, and then we will have two additional drop stations uh, the two weeks prior to the election, and then every single polling place will be a drop station on election day. Okay. So I would encourage you. People don't realize that it's the exact same ballot, and I think that they're getting confused with uh, the ballot that we mail, thinking that it has a different uh, weighted factor for the turnout uh, versus going in person. And that's just not the case. It is the exact same ballot uh, that all of the voters have, whether it be mailed or in person. Okay. Now, someone has asked on Facebook if they go to vote. They know that especially on September 18th, the first day of the early vote, there were lines. Yes. And there's probably been some lines since then. 
do you, if you're just going to drop off your completed mail ballot, mm -hmm. do you have to wait in those lines as no, well? No, okay. absolutely not. You just kind of, kind of bypass those, uh, walk straight in. There's the glass area, vestibule area, and uh, insert into there's a blue box. And people say, wait a second, that's just a box sitting on the table. We actually have it chained or bike with a bike chain with a combination that is very strong chain okay. and it is or a cable rather and that is uh, uh, tied off to the the table there and we have uh, multiple election officials that are keeping eyes on it the entire time okay so I'm trying to see if we have other questions so far on in-person absentee or early voting we do actually have a question this is moving into the mailed ballots which we'll move into next but I have a question. After you mail in a ballot, is there any way to verify that it has been received by the registrar? And that's actually a question we had also gotten on Facebook before today. That is a good question. We are, every time we get the mail in, we go through the process of accepting them in. We do the count to see how many we have for the turnout for the day uh, that we've returned from the mail. We actually have so many that are coming in now that the postmaster at the Williamsburg uh by Newtown, the Newtown Williamsburg Post Office, mm -hmm. uh, they have been so wonderful. They're actually delivering the ballots to our office in trays and trays and trays. And so as soon as we can, we have so many deadlines that we have to meet in a day that we are trying our hardest to get those updated. And as soon as we scan those and get those put in, they will be shown as marked in your record. So I believe if you go through the citizen portal, uh, it will show marked. I can't get in the citizen portal because I'm a foster parent, so okay. my address is hidden, so I can't log in. Uh, but to my understanding is the, um, you can see that it was marked and received. So if you don't see that, just have some patience. We are in the process of updating the information as quickly as we can, and we are limited with our resources as far as the scanners and computers that are secure uh, to be able to access that online database that the state has. Uh, a lot of security and requirements goes into having one of those accounts, and we just don't have that capacity in our office to do it that quickly. I know that the ballots did not get mailed out until September 18th on that day. Correct. How, if somebody applied for a ballot and they haven't received their ballot yet, what should they do? They have two options. Option number one is they can reach out to us and say, hey, I never received my ballot. They can email it. And we can go in and or they can call our office and say, I didn't receive it. Uh, and at that point, we'll go through and we'll be glad to reissue the ballot to the voter. And uh, there, we will include a goldenrod form that says I uh, applied for but did not receive my ballot. So that's all the voter has to do is sign that statement and then uh, have the ballot that is with that packet uh, sent back to us. Okay. The other option is, is if they don't have it and they don't feel comfortable with waiting for the mail and going through that process, I understand. You can go into the uh, James City County Vote Center, and there, again, we have the form there as well. So the voter can just sign the form, and then we will hand them an in-person ballot. Okay. Um, do you have a, a general gist of how long it's taking ballots to go from your office to people's homes? Has anyone called and said... It took three days? or it We took... had some that got there the next day. Okay. And uh, I think that with the new envelopes, with the color coding on the ends, mm -hmm. I think that has really helped. I talked to the postmaster, and she said, yeah, it helps us sort them and recognize that those are ballots much faster in the processing center. So that's a big thing. Uh, but 
it's gone anywhere. I mean, it's all over the gamut. It runs from the next day up until 10 days. And we still have a couple of voters that haven't received theirs, and we're keeping an eye on that. And uh, we won't let let the system fail. Uh, we will make sure that their ballot gets taken care of. All right. So. All right. So I know this was a question that we had also received prior. If someone is voting from home, they've mm -hmm. requested an absentee ballot, they've received it in the mail, there's a spot on there that says you need to have a witness sign as you're opening up your ballot. What if somebody is trying to, maybe they have health conditions and they're trying to stay home or they live alone and right. what do they do? Do they have to have a witness this year? For this election, you do not. Uh, they are going, I guess, election by election basis on this and making the decision. Uh, for this election, there is not the requirement for the witness signature. Okay. Now, there is a caveat to that because I really don't want the voters to get complacent and think, oh, I don't need witness signature anymore for any election. And that's just not the case. And I don't want a voter's ballot to not count because they don't have that witness signature in the future if they don't change the legislation or anything like that. So uh, it's just for this one election and a witness signature is not required. Okay. All right. Is there a site? I don't know if I've asked this yet or not. Is there a site to track the progress of your ballot? Is that through the citizen portal? So there's two different ways that you can track it. Uh, we give an, on the instructions in, included in the mailed packet, there are instructions to go through the USPS to go through their ballot tracking, or I guess it's ballot tracking system. And you can check it there. My experience from what I have been hearing from voters is that it is not always accurate. It doesn't work for anybody that's overseas. Uh, because they only track it here in the United States through, it's called Ballot Scout. And uh, sometimes it tracks and it shows that it was delivered, but it's deceptive because it was delivered to the processing center and not to our office. So I think that is a little bit of a concern, and I don't feel comfortable using the Ballot Scout. Some people think it's just fantastic, and that's great. Um, but I would go through the Department of Elections through the online portal. Okay. And uh, check it that way because that's the true of when we received it, when we enter it into the system, et cetera. All right. So we have, we're talking about absentee mm -hmm. voting, but we haven't brought up the big thing this year with absentee voting. There used to be a list. It was like a mile long of things that you needed to have or reasons you needed to have in order to vote absentee. Has that changed this year? Oh, yeah. Disappeared. Disappeared. <laughs> uh, it opened the floodgates, and anyone can come in and vote. It is basically 45 days of early voting. Uh, of, it's 45 days of Election Day. Anybody can come in, and anybody can vote. I already did it, and it was a fantastic experience. And I was even I was the one that ordered the stickers, and I was excited to get one. <laughs> they look really nice. Good stickers. So, I have 62,000 at my disposal, but I was excited to get the one that I earned. So Very good. Okay. Yeah. So anybody can Anybody can do it. The application is not required for in-person. Okay. If you uh, go to and you want a ballot in, by mail, we don't just willy-nilly mail them out to anyone. You have to have an application in order for us to know that you want one. So it's not a free-for-all, and uh, we do it uh, methodically with the application and checking to see that the person is registered, et cetera. So we do have a paper trail for that. Okay. Well, what if, we had a question, what if you submit your ballot but there was an error or that you've made 
some sort of technical error. It wouldn't mm -hmm. be the witness signature this time, but maybe. No, what we've been having is voters have been using felt tip pins. Oh, okay. And it bleeds through onto the other side, and then that felt tip pin just so happens to coincide, or that bubble coincides with the constitutional amendments on the ah. back side. So it's been a little bit challenging. Okay. Um, so that, we call it spoiling a ballot. Okay. So we will go through and we'll just reissue the ballot. Again, the same way as if somebody didn't receive it. It's oh, It's the very exact good. same method. You can either mail you a new one or you can uh, just go to the place, uh, the vote center. Vote there. Well, what if you don't realize that you've spoiled your ballot? What if you think, yeah, that's fine, whatever? Well, there's only but so many things that we can do to help you. And okay. cure, we're, we, uh, the state calls it curing the ballot. And if we see that you didn't sign your envelope, we see that you didn't put your full name or your address uh, or something, there's some sort of anomaly that doesn't match with what our system shows, uh, we are required to reach out to the voter if we have their information within three days of uh, us finding the error. Okay. So then at that point, they have three days to cure the ballot. And if they do not, then we send that on to our central absentee precinct and they make the ultimate final decision as to whether it's counted or not. So our goal is to count every ballot that comes in. Of course. Uh, absolutely. And we are huge voter advocates. But at some point, there needs to be voter responsibility, too. Sure. sure. So if you go through, you'll know that you um, messed up or spoiled your ballot if you fill in more than two uh, boxes for one office. And that's called an overvote. And okay. if it does that... It'll just not count that office, and then it'll count everything else on the ballot that you did get um, correctly marked. Okay. So if you're voting from home, you messed it up, give you all a phone call, and you will help. Sure, or an them, email. Or an email, yep. and you'll help get them straight. I'm the one that monitors all the emails that come through. Uh, everybody else has so much on their plates that I just handle it myself. And <laughs> so you will get an email from me personally. Uh, and we take care of it. All right. Very good. Voting is so important. It is. Julie on Facebook says those stickers are awesome. So oh, thanks, Julie. You, <laughs> you have another fan of the stickers. That's great. Um, we do have another question on Facebook from Audrey. Audrey has asked, if I drop off my mailed-in ballot at the vote center or at my polling place on election day, do I need to show my ID? Can I also drop off my husband's ballot? So it's a two-question Audrey, I love you for that question. I appreciate it. I was actually quoted as uh, being wrong on a previous podcast, and I was right at the time. However, since then, we have uh, had different um, guidance. So anyone can drop off anyone's ballot to a ballot drop-off station. If you come into my office and you hand one of myself or anyone that works in the office uh, we are required by law to check your ID. So that is the difference is if you drop it in the ballot box, um, by law, um, anyone can drop off anyone's ID. So you can drop off your husband's, your neighbor's, uh, that can't make it out, uh, anything like that. It's We are trying our hardest to make sure that it is user-friendly as possible. Let's so. talk about the drop boxes a little bit more. So right now there's a drop box at the vote center, at yes. the recreation center. You said that later this month there are going to be additional drop boxes? Yes, there are. Okay. We are uh, going to have two additional drop boxes 
And those will be at the extreme south end of the county and as far north as we can with a uh, public building. Okay. So we'll have it at the Abram Frank Center from October 19th uh, to October 30th, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. We will have two people manning the, the stations the entire time. And then also at the library in Croker, uh, that will also be manned with two people, one representing each party for the entire time, 8 to 5, again, October 19th to October 30th for the two weeks, Monday through Friday. Okay. Now, I know that you can vote absentee, whether, whether it's in person or by mail, up until a certain date. It's not until the election day. It's, it's Halloween. Halloween. Easy to remember this year. We've <laughs> yes. talked about that. Yep. It does fluctuate. So it's always the Saturday before the election. That's, e that's the easiest way to remember. But even easier is this year is because of Halloween. Halloween. And that is a Saturday. And the, two, the last two Saturdays in October, you all are open, correct? correct. October 24th and October 31st. Uh, that will be open uh, at our office for accepting drop-off ballots and then at the Vote Center, which is located again at the Recreation Center, 5301 Long Hill Road. Okay. So either of those places to drop off the ballots, but in-person voting is only at the Rec Center on those two Saturdays. Okay, and so then after October 31st, do you have other opportunities to drop off ballots or is that it until Election Day? No, we will continue to have the drop-off station through okay. all the way through Election Day okay. at the Recreation Center at our office and then also at the all of the polling places on Election Day. So all the way through until 7 p.m. is what we'll accept. If you miss the deadline and say, oh, my gosh, I totally didn't get that, hopefully you will be able to get it in the mail. Uh, you can return the ballots by mail. Uh, you've got to do that. Um, and it must be postmarked on or before Election Day. And then we have to receive it by noon on Friday after the election. Okay. We have another question on Facebook. And again, we're asking folks to send your questions to us on Facebook or by emailing community.meetings at jamescitycountyva.gov. And we will try to get to all of them. Norman on Facebook has asked, I understand that Virginia Beach is opening the mail-in ballots and counting them with no tally until November 3rd. Is it the same in James City County? It is. We It's called pre-processing, and we actually did it in June because there's no way we could have gotten through all of them. And we typically have always done it for presidential elections only. But okay. because the new standard of no excuse absentee voting has started, uh, we will do pre-processing pre from this point forward for all elections. And uh, we will start that at the beginning of October and go all the way through, depending on how many ballots we get turned back. And uh, we, it kind of fluctuates. Uh, but we uh, do not notify the parties uh, of the dates. And, um, yeah, we do that. Uh, just to be clear that we open it. And a lot of people say, how do you do the pre-processing? You're looking at my ballot and you're going to know in advance. Well, we open the envelopes up. Without looking, we just take the ballot and put it into a box and as soon as the box gets close to being full, then that team takes the box and goes over and just feeds them into the machine as soon as they're, as much as they are able to get through in one day. Uh, at no time do the results ever get tabulated. Nothing ever gets counted. Uh, it gets counted internally in the machine. However, it does not show at all uh, to anyone in the office or for our central absentee precinct uh, how anyone has voted and what the turnout's going to be. So anybody says, oh, I know that you know. 
I truly, genuinely don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, and that's been a rumor that we've heard, it seems like every election, that if you mail in, it won't count. Your vote won't count. That's so not true. Not true. It never was true. Uh, in some states, I believe that that is true. However, in Virginia, it is not true. Your ballot does count every election, and we try our, our hardest uh, to make sure that that happens. That's great. Let's go to Election Day. So, okay. And what day is Election Day? It is Tuesday, November 3rd. And what hours are polls open? We are open 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. All right. So in-person voting, still okay? Yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah, ready to go? At your same polling places. Uh, I do want to make the point that uh, the, the vote center is not open that day. It reverts over to Jamestown B. In Jamestown B, it is available only to those uh, citizens that are appointed to that polling place on election day. So if you're on election day and you live in the far south end of the county or the far north, uh, you need to go to your correct polling place because we will turn you away at the vote center uh, because we want your vote to count. If you vote in the wrong polling place, your vote will not count, and we don't want that to happen. Of course. So let's talk about when you go to vote in person. Do you have to have an ID? You do. Okay. What kind of ID? Tell us It doesn't have to be photo ID. Okay. Uh, Which can, is new this year, right? It is. Uh, it's new old law. <laughs> so it was the old law and then it changed to photo ID and now it's changed back. Okay. And uh, so the ID is, the photo is not required. Uh, however, a driver's license, even though it does have a photo, that is acceptable. Uh, it can be an expired driver's license. We have a few citizens that don't have driver's license available to them anymore. And I get it completely. So those IDs are still acceptable. Um, a passport is, ex is acceptable. Mer military ID, uh, that's a very big one. College ID. Uh, from any state now, that's acceptable. Okay. Uh, a, a utility bill that has your name and address on it. Interestingly, that the utility bill uh, must have the name and address on it for it to be acceptable. It's not just the name for that. Uh, so those are all acceptable forms. If anyone has any questions, uh, you know, I've got this other ID. Does this work? Uh, you can go to elections.virginia.gov and check it out. And we also have it on our, on our uh, James City County website, uh, as well with the acceptable forms. So there's a lot of variations of what is acceptable. You have to bring proof of registration to vote? No, you do not. Okay. A, a voter card is acceptable. Oh, <laughs> oh see, yeah. I knew that. I worked that in there. <laughs> oh, thank you. I knew it was a test. There you go. Uh, no, voter cards are acceptable. You don't have to have the voter card and a driver's license. Only if one form is acceptable. Okay. A Costco membership? No. Nice okay. try. Yeah. All right. All right. What happens if you don't have a valid ID? Uh, we have a statement of voter that the voter can go through, and uh, they can sign that statement saying, I am who I am, and then we let you vote in accordance with Virginia election law. Okay. Do they have to do anything to prove later? No. That's it. Okay. I will say that if you falsely do it, it's a felony. Right. So Serious. don't do it. Yeah. Right. Don't do it. Just don't. <laughs> um, what... Well, and we've already talked about this and about the address. And so if you've moved since the last time you voted, you um, it depends, right? Say that again. What happens if you move? You're still in the county and you voted. I'm sorry. <laughs> what happens if you've moved since the last time you voted and you did not go online to 
update your mailing address. We will ask you what your address, your, your full name is and your address there at the polling place. And if you say that your address is different, then we will simply ask you to fill out a voter registration application and we'll look at the grace period to see uh, if you fall within that grace period time frame. And uh, we'll say, hey, uh, you're still within the grace period, but you need to go back to your old polling place uh, and here's your application. And we've got some really cool cards that we write down the information on where the voters go. Uh, to their correct polling place. Uh, but again, if you're not in your correct assigned polling place that you're registered at, you will your vote won't count. Well, and I need to give a little bit of behind the scenes podcast information. I mess up questions on the regular, I think, whenever <laughs> we're doing these. And I can normally go in and edit those out. So this is just a normal, just a normal podcast. Oh, you're fine. Okay, thanks. All right, so we have talked about in-person and early voting. Mm -hmm. We have talked about mail-in, absentee. We are now talking about election day. Yes. Now, if you've got your ballot, that you had your mail-in ballot, you received it back, you went ahead and completed it, you just never got it to the vote center mm -hmm. in time. Can you go, and I think that you've already said yes, but yes. just to reiterate that, you can go to your polling precinct and drop off your completed ballot. That's correct. Okay. So, no excuse. No no. And if I see that turnout lower than 80%, I'm going to be very disappointed because well, that, we have so many opportunities for you to vote. And if somebody says that their vote doesn't count for this election, uh, <laughs> come vote. It counts. Get the free sticker and the free pen. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So what number, I'm going to ask you to look in your crystal ball. Okay. Okay. What do we normally average on a presidential election year? in terms of turnout? You'll be surprised to know that it has been dropping by about half, uh, maybe I would say uh, two-thirds of a percent. Really? <laughs> yeah, um, just a little bit, and it's been hovering right at the 80% mark. So I would love for us to get over that 80% mark. That would be fantastic. Awesome. But I've worked, uh, this is, let's see, my first presidential election was 2008. And I came on just after the 2004 election. And I always said 2008 was the hardest election I've ever worked in my entire life. And that one was a cakewalk compared to this one okay. with new laws and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I would love to see that turnout over 80%. That'd be awesome. I know. And the only way that we're going to get there is if everybody listening and watching is going to go and turn out. So can you tell us what percentage we're at now in terms of I don't ballots? have that number. Okay. I know uh, we talked about this earlier with the ballots and the turnout. But right. We're over 15%. Okay. Uh, we still have, we're more than a month away still from the election. A month and two days. Wow. Yeah. So there's plenty of opportunity to request the ballot by mail and for it to get to us and, um, or for the application to get to us and then for us to get it mailed back, et cetera. Uh, or just come in and vote. It took, I mean, I think it took longer for me to park than it did for me to go in and vote. Well, and thank you for talking about parking at the vote center yes. because I have voted at the vote center and you have reserved spots. Wait, I didn't see you having a selfie with it, with your sticker. Uh, did, because I've got my <laughs> sticker still on the back. Oh, okay. So then on election day, I will put it on. I'll provide you another one. Oh, you, that, you did say you had like 62,000 stickers or <laughs> something. Do. That's right. Okay. But you have reserved parking. Yes, absolutely. Which is very important because especially the recreation center is a very busy place. It is. So it was nice to go. And like we said, it was all very well signed. You knew exactly where to go and what to do. 
we try to make it as user-friendly as possible. And I'm not kidding. I went through with the map and I went to every person in the office and I said, okay, if you're driving in, does this make sense to you? Go in your head with the sign. And I had the map of the layout of the aerial view. And, uh, and I asked everybody <laughs> in the office, are you sure that there isn't anything else that we're missing? And I still go by and critique what is being done to make sure there isn't anything else that we could make more helpful. Sure. Well, and I imagine we'd still like to get feedback if people have ideas or concerns to, you know, to let us know, either call your office or post it on our social media whenever we post election information. We would love to hear that. Sure. Um, what provisions are made for folks that have accessibility issues, that they may be in a wheelchair or what, what can they do? We, it is very wheelchair friendly, uh, accessible to get into the polling place. And we actually do have a, a table there that is a lowered height, which is very uh, user friendly. And then we also have ADA devices uh, that they can, if, regardless of their disability, it allows them to vote independently uh, without anyone seeing the ballot. And uh, that is one of the, the awesome factors. The other thing that we have is uh, offers curbside voting. And curbside voting is for those voters that have disabilities, and then also for those that don't feel comfortable going into the polling place. Uh, we do ask that you turn your flasher emergency hazard lights on uh, if you pull up to the curb so that we do know that somebody is there and needs assistance with voting. Uh, that is available. I do want to caution you that uh, it is not a fast process. Uh, the average process for each one of the cars takes between 10 and 15 minutes apiece. Uh, for us to go in, we check the ID, or we ask the voter their information, just like you would if you were going to the poll, to the voting booth table, I'm sorry, the poll book table, and uh, at that point, we check their ID, check that we have the right ballot, and then escort the, the ballot out to the car and have them vote, and then we walk it in and insert it into the, the ballot um, tabulator. And again, that's not just at the vote center, that's at all no. precincts. It's at all precincts, and it has been there for years. And if you don't have the ability to get out of your car, you can simply call our office at 757-259-4949. And uh, we can call the precinct ourselves and say, hey, there's a, a gentleman that's in a silver Honda. Uh, can you please go out and help him? And uh, they will say, sure, absolutely. And they'll get one of the greeters. Or We've uh, got enough election officers now that we have in the busier uh, curbside precincts, we actually have an extra election officer that is assigned to that specifically so that there isn't such a long wait. Well, speaking of then election officers, yes. are you still in need of additional election officers? Uh, this is the first time I will say in probably eight years that I can say that we are fully staffed. Wow. I am beyond excited about it. And we have wonderful uh, companies that are saying, hey, you know, we've got uh, these volunteer opportunities for the staff and please let me know how many you need and we'll send them. And it has been wonderful. If you're one of those people that has signed up and we do not have a place for you for appointing you, oh my gosh, please don't forget us about it. Forget about us in June and November of next year. Uh, next year is the gubernatorial election, and that is just as important. So every election, every election. Oh my gosh, we have board of supervisors that helps decide two of the people here um, that you see on Tuesday nights and. You know, it, it goes all the way down, House of Delegates, Senate. So even next year is going to be a big one, and then we're already back into midterms. It's never stop. No, two <laughs> elections a year, sometimes three. Wow, exciting. 
Now, let's talk about real quick, really, about the ballot. Mm -hmm. You had said something about it, that the marker could bleed through. That's to remind folks, you need to remember, right, that there are two sides to the ballot. Yes, that is correct. Okay. The front side, just because, oh my gosh, that one constitutional amendment is wordy. Yeah. <laughs> it's on redistricting, and I'm not going to paraphrase it for you. You need to go look up the information yourself. Uh, I don't want to sway your vote one way or the other, but that is the whole reason why there's two sides is because of the wordiness of the one constitutional amendment. Okay. And um, it is just the way that it is. So uh, ballpoint pen, don't use gel because that run has a tendency to run through the scanner if it's not dried all the way. Oh, okay. So a ballpoint pen, just go with a simple, easy pen that you have and then mark it and uh, yeah. All right. You'll be fine. The other interesting thing is that we, in the instructions, say blue or black pen. Either one of them is acceptable. That is fine. Uh, we please ask you not to use a red pen. The machines do not recognize red ink because of the way that the scanner is um, and the way that the hardware is in the machine, and that was intentional. So please don't use red pen or it will not count anything on your ballot. Okay, and again, because we may have a viewer right now go, oh, no, I used a red <laughs> pen. You all will reach out if you have correct contact information. You all know because we don't see the ballot. <gasps> That's true. Yes, but it's okay. There's a safety uh, mechanism in place. Okay. We have hand-counting ballots. So um, all of our military and overseas are printed on paper. So we have to hand-count all of those things with a team that all have to agree uh, to make sure that everybody says, yes, that is the vote for this person, and yes, that is the vote for this person. Okay. Uh, and that would just go into the hand-counting uh, stack that we have. Gotcha. So we still will count it. Okay, good. Uh, it just will not be counted in the machine itself. Okay. So black or blue, not yeah. red. Yes. All right. I'm going to take this opportunity to do a little commercial for WADA, our buses. Fantastic. I think this is pretty exciting. WADA has a new program this year. It's ride, well, I don't know if it's new or not, but it's exciting. And um, ride with WADA to vote. Early it's vote. Hmm? It's new. It's new? Okay. It is. Okay, good. Um, and again, I would have edited out that whole section with me debating whether it was new <laughs> or not, but moving on. Early voting in Virginia is from September 18th to October 31st. Ride with Williamsburg Area Transit Authority to the polls in the region fare free. You can't beat that. It's free. And you get a free pin and you get a free sticker. You know, when I contacted the director of WADA, uh -huh. he was so excited about it. And uh, he's like, I was meaning to reach out to you. So I said, well, I'm so glad I called you. So it was like so exciting that we were both on the same page with it. So, yeah, it's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. So fair free and that they're also going to be fair free on Tuesday, November 3rd, Election Day. Yeah. So if you have specific questions about that, give them a call at 757 220 5493 or go to gowada.org. So I think that's a really great thing. It is. Very awesome. So is there anything else? I am, I think, out of questions. Is there a question that you're thinking that I should have asked that I didn't? No, I think that we pretty much covered it all. I think that people's call and they truly are in a panic. And my first bit of advice is to breathe. Yeah. And that we will get through whatever your situation is and whatever concern that you may have. Uh, we pretty much have an answer for everything. And if we don't have an answer, then we'll get back to you. The only dumb question is the one that you don't, uh, that you don't ask us. 
Um, a lot of people more than likely will be having the same questions, so please give us a call. And you may not have the solution to what your problem is, however, that gives us um, something to think about uh, for further elections and to build off of that. And just the other day, we had an election officer that said, hey, Diana, I came up with this form, and this is what we're giving for those citizens because we're so close to the city of Williamsburg. Our recreation center is less than half a mile from the city line. Right. So, and then York County is just a hop, skip, and a jump away as well. So one of our election officers said, hey, Diana, this is a card that we have to hand out to those voters that are in the wrong locality. Uh, if you are a York County resident, you need to go to the York County's website. And if you are a City of Williamsburg resident, you need to go to the City of Williamsburg's website uh, for their hours and locations because voting in person is not accepted uh, at our facility. So, but we do have the new cool cards that we hand out to those voters to help them get to the right place. Very nice. Yeah. Well, Diana, I think that's it then. I think we are out of questions. So, but what if somebody comes up with a great question after the podcast? Just Give email. us your numbers or email. Yeah, just email us. It's, a, it's vote at jamescitycountyva.gov. And it's a very simple, straightforward email. I would try to spell out my entire first dot last name, but it's a mouthful. So just do vote at James City County, and I get it the exact same way. Okay, very yeah. good. Well, Diana, thank you so much for joining us on our inaugural <laughs> live podcast. And thank I think you. we survived. We did. Oh, we knew we would. We're good at this. <laughs> Thanks again. Thank you. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please make sure to go online and subscribe. That way you will never miss one of our episodes. And also, while you're online, go to our website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to be able to find all of our episodes. I think this is 130. And you're also going to find a form. And on that form, you can give us questions, show ideas, critiques. We would love to hear from you. So please don't hesitate to fill out that form and let us know. So otherwise, that wraps it up. Be sure to vote. There are lots of opportunities to vote this year. So get out there and get your ballot in. So thank you so much. And we will talk with you next week.